what is going on everybody we are back it's season two we made it to a second season they renewed us thank the networks above uh yes. we're back again as always i am your host devin primrose joined by my brother from another mother mr blake ivy man i have waited six long months to say this to you what is going on man man i'm so excited for football my life has been a little crazy today my son decided to hang on the garage door uh, as it was going up and completely obliterated it. So now my garage door is just open and I have to figure out how to get that to happen. I'm sitting here in a brace for my uh, uh, plantar fasciitis, but uh, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for football. I'm excited. Uh, I'm I mean, it's been such a crazy off season. I feel like I'm going to yeah. have to do extra preparation uh, each week to figure out who plays for what team. And speaking of who plays for what team, we are doing something a little different with our team, and we're going to bring on some special guests. So this week we have uh, one of our good friends who was also host of the USFL podcast, if you followed along with that with us. Uh, Peter is here with us tonight. Peter's a huge Chiefs fan, uh, so I'm going to pass it on over to you, Pete, and let you introduce yourself. Uh. Oh, I didn't know I had to do a full introduction <laughs> of my entire life here. Or just say hey at least. What's going on? I'll, I'll I'll return the favor. Peter, what's going on, man? Yo, not much. Uh definitely not as crazy of a day as you've had, apparently. Uh but super excited. Been just been watching like, you know, footage of training camp and all this stuff, looking at my notes for tonight. I am ready for football and I am sad that i don't have a fantasy league to draft in right this moment because everyone's been like we're drafting this week and i'm like i don't know when my drafts are i don't wait, i don't but... see i don't see a point in drafting this early like like so me me and blake are in a deep like when i say deep i mean deep keeper league uh, i think with there's, individual defensive players we have i a, think there's yeah 14 keepers per per team and it's a 14 or 16 team league and then on yeah. top of that like the bench is seven or eight players deep like it's it's ridiculous and i think it's kind of too much um but the way that we do our draft is it's a technically an offline draft that's done in the message board of the league and every team has 12 freaking hours to make a pick uh it is <laughs> it's like it's it's way too much um and then like after the the second round you get down to really scraps and you have people just taking all 12 hours to make their dang pick the first round goes super quick because everybody's excited and it's like oh i i know who i'm eyeballing i got there got it queued up and then after that it just goes way too long um so we've been doing that since august 1st i think was when it started yep and it is now what the ninth the 10th yep. yeah uh and, and we're still going so still still drafting <laughs> i picked last night at 11 o'clock at night and i took let me see if i can even remember who i took um <laughs> I hey, took hey, a, speak, speaking of the west i drafted old max crosby today Ooh, oh that's good that's i'm surprised good. he wasn't mm -hmm. kept by anybody with 14 keepers i mean nobody yeah, keeps nobody keeps defensive I, I think i feel like i'm the only player that keeps defensive guys i kept uh tj watt but that was the only defensive player that i, I yeah kept. Well, he so, did lead the league in sacks last year right, and tie yeah. the record and all that. So yeah, it's like, why would I not? You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is 
the one and only league I've ever done individual defensive players in. And uh, I I drafted my very first year in the league, which was like mm, what, four or five years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, with my second pick, it might have even my first pick, I drafted Darius Leonard, who is now Shaquille Leonard. But like nobody does that with their first pick of the draft. I did it. And I've kept him on my team, and he's been a solid linebacker for me. So it's wait, worked wait, wait. out. Did Darius Leonard change his name? Yeah, he changed his name. Wait. Well, okay, so the Colts. Yes. So technically, technically, he didn't change his name. He just is has announced. I don't know why it took him this many years, but he's announced that Darius is not the name that he goes by. All of his friends and family call him Shaquille. That's what he went by his entire life growing up. Uh, And the only people that have ever called him Darius are teachers and like business people. And then now the NFL. And I don't know why you don't just from day one say, hey, I actually go by Shaq or Shaquille or whatever you want to go by and not Darius. But like, I also understand it because I am a middle name person. So for those that don't know, my first name is Michael. I don't go by that at all because I do not like it. I go by by my middle name, Devin. It's been that way since Michael's out there. No, no, no offense at all. Uh, But I've, I've gone by Devin since I was like, you know, as long as I can remember. Uh, I don't know if that was my choice. I don't remember ever making that choice or if it was my parents' choice. And also, if it's a parent's choice, why name your kid the first name in the first place? Like, just give them the name that you want to call them as their first name. Yeah, uh, this but, is definitely an off-football topic rant, yeah, but, like, yeah. my dad goes by his middle name. His dad went by his middle name. My mom's dad went by his middle name. And so my parents were like, we absolutely will not call him by his middle name. We're just going to name him what we want to call him. Yeah. And so that's what, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but 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 I get it because, like, if if I ever had, like, a substitute growing up and they called me Michael, I wouldn't correct them because what's the point? It's like you're going to be here for one day. If, I'm at, if I've ever had a... <laughs> If I've ever had a job where, like, I know I'm not planning to stick around for a yeah. long time there, I'm not correcting people. You call me Michael, whatever. I don't care. But, like, you're in the NFL. Like, what are you doing not telling people from day one, hey, I don't want to be known as Darius Leonard. Especially when you know Haha Clinton Dix is in the league. Like, exactly. You know that's exactly. definitely not his real name. Like, his government <laughs> name is not Haha. Like... <laughs> Anyway, it's like you Chad, you have uh, to have heard of him. Chad Ochocinco. Now he yeah. did change his government yeah, name to did. Ochocinco though. Yeah. So But I this know. is a He's the guy at uh, Oklahoma, uh General Booty. That's what? his real that's his real name. <laughs> that is, is that awesome. I have not heard that one. His real name is General <laughs> Booty. Be right back. Changing my government name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna change my name to Sergeant Booty. <laughs> Well, so the way that we're uh, we're doing this season, so last year we kind of uh, I wouldn't say we didn't plan the podcast necessarily, but like we definitely just kind of jumped right into it. Um, it's something that I had wanted to do for a long time, and me and Blake were finally living in living in the same town, so we we're like, well, screw it, let's just do it, and. We just kind of jumped into it, I don't know, three weeks before the season kicked off or something like that. So we didn't really plan it out too great. Or it worked fine, obviously. You know, if you're you're listening and and you're returning, then it worked. Um, It worked. But but, uh, this year what we're doing is we're going to break down our preview into four episodes. 
uh, basically doing the AFC and NFC divisions at the same time, north, south, east, west, you know, whatever. So this to, to, today, the first episode of the season, we're starting with the West Coast because left coast is the best coast when it comes to the NFL. That's where all the best teams are. The two best divisions uh, in the respective conferences are probably the AFC West and NFC West. Uh, you, you could make an argument NFC West might not be, but when you have the yeah. Rams and uh, and the, the Cardinals, the Cardinals and the Niners, like those are great teams, and they're all yeah. contending teams. Um, and the AFC West, uh, all four teams could probably finish with twelve plus wins. I mean, they just could. Spoiler alert: um, That's not what I have. <laughs> I do not. So that is why we invited our good buddy Peter on with us because he is a massive Chiefs fan, uh, and he's got to witness some glory over the last year with Mahomes and company being there. But I don't know how much longer that glory is going to stick around. Yep, especially when good. you hear that uh, that Tua is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes, as all we all right. as we all, all right. <laughs> we all knew we were all like, "Is Patrick Mahomes really that good?" Is this what we do in the podcast industry? Do we just say nonsense? You and Tyreek Hill both. Tua is a better quarterback than hey, Patrick I'm Mahomes. I'm just telling you, Tyreek Hill knows better than I do. I've never I've never caught a pass from Patrick Mahomes. So I mean, I've got to go with the experts here. That is true. Who, who does catch the passes? So, but no, Peter, I'm really excited you're here because I know that so often it's easy in our our football world to get into the tunnel of your own division and kind of hone in and 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 yeah. you see that with with me and Devin is we know so much about I know so much about the NFC South. He knows the NFC North really well. So to bring you in as as kind of the AFC West expert because you watch. The Chargers at least two games every year. You're watching the Raiders at least two games, and and for the most part, I avoid watching the Raiders for most of my life. So, you know, those, those days are over, buddy. Those days are over. Uh, oh, yeah. n- not if you look at my my record I have for them this year. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. So, all right. So, where where do we want to start? I mean, I think I think we should start with with the AFC West. Kick it off with a bang. Um, yeah. But do y'all just want to go through the teams in in alphabetical order, or how how, how we want to do this? Uh, I will go in whatever order you want to go in, Devin. So whatever team you tell me well, we're about is, to talk about, we will talk about them. This is fantastic. I mean, I feel like this is a, a an off pod conversation that we should have had, but you well, know, we I don't we don't plan stuff this around out here. anyway. I figured you, this was edited out anyway. But it's like no, last no, year we kind Listen. of just jumped into it, and this year we're going to kind of just jump into it too. Yeah. but three weeks earlier. Yes, Blake, I can tell that you didn't listen to any of the USFL podcasts because I've kind of started doing this new thing where I don't really edit. I just let it, you know, let it be how it is. So, okay. uh, well, here we go. <laughs> He's gonna. But well, Devin, you're the right. godfather, so you tell us where to go when we're going to make right. it happen. So here's what we're going to do. We're, we're just going to go in alphabetical order um, through through the division. And we're gonna Are you start going with... alphabetical order by city or by team name? By city. By city. First name or last name? Okay, first name. <laughs> I'm going by Darius, not Shaquille. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> so we're going to start it off with the Denver Broncos, which is probably the team. I mean, I was going to say this is probably the team that has made the most changes, but the Raiders are also here, uh, and the Raiders have made a ton of changes also. But the Denver Broncos bring in a new head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. He was the um, offensive coordinator for the Packers, bringing over some of that magic that he had with Aaron Rodgers to 
The new face of the Denver Broncos, quarterback Russell Wilson, acquired via trade. Uh, and they also brought in, you know, a handful of other big additions. Billy Turner to help out with the offensive line. Randy Gregory and DJ Jones to help, help out on the defensive line. But they also had some key departures. Von Miller got traded in the middle of the season last year. Noah Font was involved in the Russell Wilson trade. He now leaves and goes to Seattle. Um, cornerback Kyle Fuller is gone. It's tough to know exactly what this team is going to be, especially under a first-year head coach. Um, spoiler, I've got them finishing third in the division. What do y'all got? Wow. Wow. Uh, I have them finishing uh, second in the division, um, largely because their schedule's really easy. They have a really, really yeah. easy schedule. A lot of winnable games. Um, I, I don't remember which division it is they play outside of outside of the AFC West, but it's it's one of the bad ones. So it's like they, they've got a lot of winnable games. Right. And, I mean, if you guys listened last year, you know that I'm high on the Denver. I am mile high on the Denver Broncos. I like this team a lot. They've got really, really, really good pieces, um, especially young defensive pieces yeah. that are going to be – that can be huge, especially if they, they grow a little bit more. Um, the Broncos actually finished the season with their defense playing better after Von Miller left, which was a weird thing to watch happen. Um, so you, you don't know if that's just guys stepping up because he left or, or, or who knows. Who knows what that was. Um but I I have them finishing second in the division, winning twelve games. I've got them winning, which is pretty surprising that that's second. But so I mean, so here's so here's the thing about you know we talked about how good this division is. I have the same record, twelve and five, and I have them yeah. third. That's imp that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, I think that this team was so good last year without Russell Wilson, who is a Hall of Fame quarterback, and and still playing at a I mean, at a, at a, at almost an, an all pro level, you know, like he's, he's right. just, I think he's not quite still MVP. I'm so hopeful he could win an MVP. Um, but I mean, Denver's got some pretty nice weapons for him to work with. Um, didn't, uh, who just went down with an injury? Um, uh, Tim Patrick, yep. Tim Patrick. Yeah. So that's was, a big loss. He was their wide receiver three. They still got Jerry Judy and, uh, Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton. Uh, yeah. But they also yeah. lost Noah Fant. No yes, that, Seattle, that's a huge so. loss for them, and and they didn't really recoup much uh, at at the tight end position. So, yeah, um, I was I was hopeful that whenever that trade came through, I was hopeful that that Fant wasn't going to be included because I thought that that Wilson to Fant would have been a really fun um, combo to to watch, but unfortunately, yeah. we don't get that. Yep. All right, Peter, what you got? Um, I also have Denver. I don't have. Uh, the wins. I guess I wasn't as prepared as you guys. But, oh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I also have Denver third, and my thought behind this mainly was uh, even though they added the quarterback, they added uh, you know Randy Gregory on defense, which is going to lift, like you said, an even better defense that they had last year. Um, it's still a new coach with a new system, and uh, that's always a rough start i think like it doesn't always the magic doesn't always happen right away like even with stafford coming to the rams like it worked for a little bit because mcveigh you know already had a system there and like the rams were used to that system but it took stafford a little bit i think to get used to that yeah True. and i think the 
Broncos are going to have a slow start but finish strong. But I think the rest of the rest of the division is good enough to get far enough to head to where the Broncos can't like pass them later in the season. So, yeah, um, I mean that that makes sense. I mean it's it's a it's a stacked division. I mean, like we saw, all four of these teams could finish with twelve plus wins. I I could very easily see that happen. I think all these teams are absolute playoff contenders, absolute Super Bowl contenders, honestly. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm with you that, you know, Chargers, Raiders and, and Chiefs will, will kind of get off to a faster pace than the Broncos. Um, but I do see the Broncos finishing, um, finishing strong. Like you said, I have them at 12 and five. Uh, basically the, the way I did this, I found a website where I could, you know, go through and pick the outcome of, of every game. Uh, and I've had, I had some wild finishes, uh, as we'll get to in a little bit. Um, <clears throat> But I think twelve and five is actually like. I think twelve and five is actually like a pretty respectable record for the Broncos. I think that's pretty fair. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it's too outlandish. Um, no. Now, now I could just as easily see this team going like eight and nine. Ooh. But I Not think that's. Schedule, I think though. I think that's. I think that's their floor. I don't think if you go worse than that, like that you haven't something happened. There's some right. injuries. There's something yeah. like going on. But eight and nine, I could see that happening. First year head coach. Um, this this is Nathaniel uh, Nathaniel Hackett's first time coaching um, at at the head coach level ever. Um, so it's tough to know exactly what you're going to get. It's very similar to um, you know, Arthur Smith coming down to Atlanta. Like I think Arthur Smith is a good coach. And I think he showed a lot of good things last year, but is he necessarily a great coach? We don't know. Right. And I think Nathaniel Hackett is going to be in a similar position with this team. First year, first, co- you know, first head coaching job ever. So it's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. I mean, he does have the benefit of it being a better team than Arthur Smith. Stepping oh, for sure. For sure. Year, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and, <clears throat> and I mean, he's in a similar, like you've got a hall of fame quarterback similar to, I mean, I would say better than Matt Ryan, but you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's not coming in with like a young quarterback that it's like, well, let's figure this out together. It's like, okay, right. well, you know what you're doing. So we can bounce things off of each other. And you know, if that's the kind of coach he is, but if he's like a get out of my way, hopefully that doesn't bite him in the butt, but we'll right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I didn't mean to make it sound as if he's walking into the same situation that Arthur Smith walked into because the yeah. Broncos are a much more talented team yeah. than the, the Falcons were last year. And the Falcons still currently are, oh, um, for sure. but yeah, I think, uh, I think the Broncos are going to have a, a solid season. Yeah. That's what I'll say about that. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to the Kansas city chiefs. These are your boys, man. These are your boys. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes is going to have some different weapons out there uh, this year. The Chiefs kind of had to reload on the offensive side. They lost Tyreek Hill in that trade to Miami, which I don't know if you're happy or or mad about. I mean, he said a lot of dumb things about uh, Mahomes versus Tua. Um Maybe you're glad to get that drama out of there, but you're bringing in the TikTok star Juju Smith-Schuster to pair up with Mahomes' younger brother and make some crazy TikToks. Uh, You're also bringing in the speedster Marquez Valdez-Scantlin over from the Packers. Uh, 
in the backfield, you got Ronald Jones coming in from Tampa, Jarek McKinnon, uh, because Carlos, or Carlos, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire just hasn't panned out to be what they expected and, and hoped that he would be. Um, also got some key departures on the defensive side. Honey Badger is gone. Drew Sorensen, his his safety uh, partner, is also gone. Both went down to New Orleans to play for the Saints. Um, but they did bring in Justin Reed. They brought in Carlos Dunlap on the defensive line. I just don't know if the Chiefs have made enough moves in a division that is this loaded uh, and where you, you're watching the Broncos make the kind of moves they've made, the Raiders make the kind of moves they've made, and the Chiefs just kind of staying stagnant, which... I mean, I I do feel like the AFC is still Kansas City's conference uh, as long as Patrick Mahomes is there and, and, and playing at an elite level. But I think that this could be the first year we kind of start seeing a little bit of a regression with that team. Yeah, I think that you you didn't mention that Melvin Ingram is gone, and that was a huge, yes. yeah, 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 a huge yeah. loss. He added... He injected so much life into that pass rush the second half of the season when you really started to see that team step into a top 10 defense situation that it was like, oh, man, these guys are great. But to lose him and, and the Honey Badger and to lose Sorensen, I mean, those are those are some pretty big, not even just big <clears throat> names, but I mean, leaders on that defense, impact players at each level of that defense. And so... Yeah. That's that's huge, and I honestly think that the Tyreek Hill loss is actually huge. That's to me, he is, and it's not even that he's that great of a receiver as much as it is his style of play combined with Patrick Mahomes yeah. was so perfect. It's backyard and, football. It's backyard yeah. football. That's that's what that's what both of them did so perfectly. Anytime that Mah- anytime that Mahomes was in trouble, he scrambled and he looked for one guy and that was yeah. Tyreek Hill. Well, I, I think that probably Kelsey is probably, Kel- who okay, sure, first. sure. Or, or, you know, maybe Tyreek Hill is one a and, and Kelsey is one B. Um, but, yes. but I just, I think that the Tyreek Hill loss, it changes the, the way that offense runs so much because we, we talked about it last year that when, uh, Kansas City lost to Miami. Was it Miami in the middle of the season? Who was it? No. No. Um, they lost a few times in the middle of the season. Was it the <laughs> Titans, maybe? It was either the Titans. It might have been the Bills. Didn't you guys play the Bills mid-season last year? It was yes. closer to the start, like because we had a really bad, I want to say, basically the first half, and then we won, I think, seven or eight in a row until we played the Bengals. Yeah. Bengals was our one loss in the back half of the season. So what happened was that the, um, the bills, they played that too high safety look to keep everything underneath. And that really stifled Kansas city's offense. And so when you think about that, that they like to push the safeties back with Tyreek and open up the middle of the field for Travis Kelsey, or make you pay for not sending safety help back to the back and one-on-one Tyreek Hill wins a speed race or a race every time. Now you don't have that. You don't have, you know, MVS is good. Juju Smith is good, but they're not Tyreek Hill over the top guys. And and that's my only worry. I I don't think now we saw the chiefs kind of bounce back, adjust their offense, do some things differently. Are they capable of doing that? Absolutely. I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback we've seen since Brett Favre. I mean, the dude is unbelievable. 
And, and so and Andy Reid's a, a fantastic coach too. That's gonna yes. you know he's gonna figure out how to make it work for sure. Yeah. So I actually have them finishing third in the division. Um, I think this is largely because of those offseason moves. Um, has nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes. I, th- I still think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football right now. Um, so, so be- before Peter goes on his uh, rant, because somehow we've managed to talk about the Chiefs for a good few minutes now and not heard a single word yeah, from, yeah, yeah. The, from, from the Chiefs fan. But before we, it. Before, it. before we let you talk, uh, I, I'm going to uh, give you my record prediction for the Chiefs. And uh, I have them finishing fourth in the division at 11 and six. Ooh. 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 I have them third at nine and eight. So I've got them Ooh. having quite a few losses. Ooh. <laughs> Um, I have a feeling. All right, I have a feeling that it's about to get a real spicy in here, (laughs) real spicy. So, have you guys been taking some of that DMT that Rogers has? Is that what's going on over there in in Georgia where you guys are at? Listen, I'm not. I'm not here saying these these top three teams to me in the AFC West. If the Chiefs finish first with 14 wins, I would not be surprised. I, so but, I, I do have all four teams making the playoffs. Oh, have wow. all four of them. The Chiefs get in as the as the seventh seed. So you're at least making the playoffs still. But you're probably facing I don't know the Bills as as the first rounder or something. So anyways, and we're uh, gonna beat let, them in overtime, so it's fine. Get out of here. Let's hear it. <laughs> no, um, because. As a Chiefs fan, and you can call it bias, call it whatever you want, I'm not as worried about those things. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill basically proved that he wanted the money. He didn't care about, you know, getting a ring. And Miami team does look pretty good. And I think the Miami team, if certain things go their way with how stacked the AFC is, the Miami team could make the playoffs. I don't have them making the playoffs. But they could make the playoffs. They could. Um, But... I think what they did with that, all the money they could have paid Tyreek Hill and decided not to, all the money they could have paid Tyron Matthew and decided not to, they spent basically rebuilding. And I think this is like a quick one-year rebuild where they still have, like what the Patriots did when they were a dynasty, they had the quarterback, they have an offensive line, and they have a great coach. Yeah. And they still have the connection with Kelsey. McCole Hardman and MVS are still two very fast players that can get to the back. Judy yeah, but you Schuster. but you're gonna get like you're gonna get like four games out of MBS. Listen, as a Packers fan, like I like I I know what he is. Like the dude, the dude can't stay on the field. And he was like the number three option in Green Bay, so I don't see him right. taking a huge leap. It's the not dude, like it's the dude it's couldn't. Like the, the dude couldn't beat Alan Lazard for, to, to be the number two there. No, but this this is this is my thing. I don't think the Chiefs are trying to get one star guy. I don't think that's what they did. They saw Tyreek Hill leave for the money, and they're like, okay, we're going to have four guys. You got Juju Smith-Suster, MVS, Sky Moore, who they just drafted, uh, and McCole Hardman. They're going to have four guys, plus Travis Kelsey, that are good enough. None of them are the best, but they're all average to above average. None of them are bad. That's fair. And you're not going to know where the ball's going to go. And when you have a guy like Mahomes who plays street ball, not knowing where he's going to throw the ball, I think it's even worse than having two guys that 
he always throws the ball to. I mean, yeah, to 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 the Chiefs' credit, I do feel like this is the most mm, spread out offense that Mahomes has had to work with in his career. I mean, yeah. it, it, you don't have you don't have necessarily like a elite superstar at wide receiver. You still have one of the top two best tight ends in football in Travis Kelsey, and then yeah. you have like three good wide receivers. Like it, I, I talked crap about MVS, but he is he is a good wide receiver. When he's on the field, Juju right. is is a good wide receiver. When he's not, you know, doing whatever he's doing on, <laughs> on TikTok, and right. I think Sky Moore could be a, a legit. I think he could be a legit number one, you know, next year or the year after for sure. So, yeah. those are three good guys versus having Tyreek Hill and I don't know, maybe Sammy Watkins. Like, like yeah, hey, don't don't it's, discount. It's not Hardman. that dude's real good. True. Yes, yeah. McCall McCall Hardman also yes. That's what I'm saying. They they lost Tyreek Hill, but they added depth. They they're almost like mysterious now. Of like you know, Mahomes is good. You know yeah. that these guys are good enough to catch the balls that he can place for them. That yeah. is true. But and, I think that the weaknesses that they they have more weaknesses on defense now, and I don't know. I think that the ceiling for that offense comes down just a smidge without Tyreek Hill. And so, like, to me, that was why I bumped them down a little bit from where they've been is because offense is a little worse. Defense is significantly worse. So, yeah. like, that, to me, it's just worrisome if you're if you're looking at the Chiefs. I do um, agree. I mean, I think yeah. we, we were worried about the Chiefs' defense all season last year, and that already not great defense has gotten worse. And they didn't do enough in the offseason to, to improve it. Well, so yeah, I'm I with you on that. You- I can tell you I'm not as worried about that either. Mainly because <laughs> mainly because we were still mostly able to win games when we didn't have a good defense. I mean, but as long but, as you have as long as you have Mahomes out there, you can still oh, yeah. go out there and yeah. score 35 points on anybody. No, 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 no. So it doesn't matter. Game with also, yes. I think the Chiefs defense, if hopefully optimistically by the back half of this year, like what happened last year, if not by maybe next year, because that's what we focused on with the draft and a lot of our other signings was building the defense. We got McDuffie in the first round. We got Carl Aftis in the second round. We right. signed Carlos Dunlap. We signed Justin Reed. Um, I think we got, oh, what's his name? Lonnie, uh, somebody from, from Houston. I can't remember his name right now. I don't like the loss of Tyron Matthew, mainly because of his charisma on the field. Like, I don't know if he was the number he wasn't the number one safety in the league, but he was no. the heart of that defense yes. for for a lot of it. Um, and he was so consistent. Like he was yeah. he's always a threat to take the ball away and he's a threat in the box as a hard hitting safety. And so he was just so balanced and consistent right. that that's hard to replace. Yeah, I mean right. we, we made we made I think a comparison to him um with Scooby Wright in the USFL. The dude was the heart and soul of that uh uh, Birmingham team and you know he might not have always been there to make the big play but he was always there you know pushing and cheering on his teammates to make the big play and constantly you know finding a way to be some sort of presence on the field and that's what Ty- Tyron Matthew does so right. well so yeah I- I'm with you on that and I think that's something that this defense can do as they grow it's a lot of young players uh I think Nick Bolton is one of the captains now too, who at like, and I think might've bounced off Melvin Ingram a little bit, but Nick Bolton shined the second half of the season last year. He had that big scoop and score against Denver. 
Um, he was getting back there a lot. So I really like Nick Bolton. I like Chris Jones. Uh, Frank Clark didn't have the season this year that I hoped he would, but he, I guess, is quitting alcohol and losing weight. So maybe he'll he'll play a little better. I don't know. Hey. But I... Worked for Brett Favre. <laughs> so I we're... Just, as a Chiefs fan, I never am worried about the defense as long as our offense is doing what they're supposed to do. And I think our defense will grow and still be the team by the end of the season that they need to be in order to stop the other team from scoring 60. So, so naturally, um, if, I, if I'm hearing you correctly, you have the Chiefs going 17-0, and getting the number one seed, win the division, right? I mean, I expect no less from Pete with how much of a homer he is. If he does not have them at least in first place... And hoisting a Lombardi, I'm gonna be a little disappointed in it. No, yeah, they're they're going all the way. Like, there's no, there's no question about that. Um, no, in all seriousness, I do have them first in the division. Obviously, right. Right. um, I think they're gonna lose two games because asking any team, even your own team, to go 17 and 0 is a little, uh, I I don't know what the word would be, but. I think they're going to lose two games. I think they're going to lose to the Bills, and I think they're going to lose to the Bengals in the regular season, and then I think they're going to get revenge on both of those teams. You have them going 15 and 2? Sorry, 14 and 3. They're going to lose to one other AFC West team one time. I don't know which one, but it's going to happen. I think they're going to have one loss in the division. Yes. There's no way they only have one loss, but I say that, and, (laughs) and weirdly... My number one team in the division, I have at fifteen and two. Uh, I I don't know how it happened, um, but it did, wow. and they'll be revealed at some point. You know, it's down to to, to two teams. So, well, I know <laughs> I know it's going to be the next one we talk about. I just <clears throat> I don't see so, any reason why it wouldn't be. <laughs> next up, we have the. If you have the Raiders winning fifteen games. I might fist fight you. Next up, we have the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, the team outside of uh, the Broncos that have made the most changes, I feel like. Wait, uh, wait. How is Las Vegas ahead of Los Angeles in are they, uh, uh, LAS versus oh LOS? Uh, the Las Vegas who Raiders bring in. Bring in new head coach Josh McDaniels, getting a second shot at being a coach in the AFC West again. Uh, and I don't love the move. I am not a fan of Josh McDaniels. Um, I am a little troubled by that. I don't know how that will play out. But they don't. You know, don't you know white head coaches always get a second chance? I mean that that is true. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Booth Review, where we're going to tell it like it is. <laughs> The key additions for the team, they bring in number one receiver in the league, Devontae Adams, over from the Green Bay Packers in a massive trade. Uh, They also get Chandler Jones to shore up that defensive line, playing alongside next to Max Crosby. And they bring in uh, cornerback Rockerson from the Indianapolis Colts in a trade. Uh, they, They lost a Good handful of guys. Yannick Ngaku is the the other side of the trade. They went back to the Colts. Um, Gerald McCoy on the defensive line. Corey Littleton, cornerback Casey Hayward. Uh, and on the offensive side, they sent 
Brian Edwards out of town down to uh, Atlanta, which I think is a sneaky good move for the Falcons. Um, And they also lose Zay Jones uh, out there at wideout. So it's tough to know what you're going to get with the Raiders. I think the Raiders are better than a lot of people are saying. I Um, I just need to, I need to insert myself here. Okay. I need to insert myself. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You, you undersold how much the Raiders lost in the offseason. Most of them I I'm don't just think like, I don't think they lost as much wait, as, as you're gonna wait. say. And on most most of the teams, I just like wrote down a couple of names. For the Chargers, I just screenshotted it and was like, they lost all of this. You lose Marcus Mariota, which gadget guy, backup quarterback, not really that big a deal. Doesn't matter. That's, that's not a bad Brian you Edwards. Josh Jacobs. Okay, that's fair. Uh Brian Edwards, Deshaun Jackson, Zay Jones, Richie Incognito, who is a a all pro caliber or a uh, uh, what's the pro bowl caliber offensive lineman. Yeah. And a uh, butthole of a teammate. So like, that's, that's actually true. good to get out of, out of town. Carl Nassib, who had an awesome year last year. That's true. Uh, you mentioned Ngakwe, Gerald McCoy, um, Corey Littleton, KJ Wright, uh, Casey Hayward and Desmond Trufant. I mean, that is a, that is a loss of a ton. That roster is, riddled with bullet holes right now i still it's think the crazy i don't know i still I think Deshaun the, jackson a loss i agree and or 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 zay jones honestly brian edwards also wasn't being used in that offense like he should have been i think brian edwards is more talented than what he was used uh in in las vegas because for some reason they're still passing the ball to hunter renfro like 50 times a game which Okay, he's cool. Consistent. I mean, he he's consistent. It, I mean. He's consistent. He's not bad. Uh, I just don't understand how that guy is, you know, fifty years old and still playing football. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess if Tom Brady can do it, so can Hunter Renfro. Uh, yeah, I but <laughs> I'm not worried about the offensive side of the of the, of the ball at all. Devontae Adams is a huge addition. He's Playing with his his college quarterback and Derek Carr. Derek Carr is underrated. Uh, hot take: I think Derek Carr is going to get an MVP vote this year. I think Derek Carr is is a solid enough quarterback that he can lead that team to a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I think that he's good enough to do that. They also have Josh Jacobs in the backfield. They have Darren Waller at, at tight end. Like they are they are good to go on the offensive side. If anything, they have a little bit. You know, a little hole in the on the offensive line, um, but I'm hoping that some of those younger guys can step up. The defensive side, I will agree with you. There is question marks. However, bringing over Chandler Jones to line up next to Max Crosby is nasty. Max Crosby already had the most pressures out of any player on the quarterback last year. The most in 101. Chandler Jones has lined up more sacks for the guys that he plays next to than any other player in the league. You put those two guys next to each other, that's a scary defensive line to face. Yep. Now, the secondary, I agree with you. The secondary is going to be a bit of a question mark. And when you have Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes in the same division, that's not easy. However, and, and, go ahead, sorry, sorry. I was going to say, however, when you have, you know, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby putting pressure on them. You're making it easier on your secondary. Yeah. But, but what did we say all year is what Derek Carr needs to play at a high level? He needs what? 
I don't remember. This was this was like six months ago. The difference in MVP Derek Carr and why is he a starting caliber or, or starting quarterback Derek Carr is offensive line. You lose Richie Incognito, who was able to maintain a job in the NFL despite bullying a guy out of the entire league. Well, it's because he's white. Also true. Um, that's how it works. And But he's obviously talented enough that teams kept signing him. Like, sure. And he's still been a like borderline pro bowler, which is sad to society, if anything. True. But also, like... When you have problems on the offensive line, that's when Derek Carr struggles. So to me, I see that. I see the holes on the defensive, the 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 defensive backfield. That's that's putting off sirens and just like you said, the other teams they have to face. Speaking of the other yeah. teams they have to face, Peter, what's your take on this? Because <laughs> I'm the other team they have to face. You're the other team, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're going to kick my ass, probably. Uh, me, personally. <laughs> if yes, just you. If it's me on the field against all of the starters of the Las Vegas Raiders, then I'm going to lose. I'm just right, right. Of course. realistic that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually, and this is might be, I mean, putting the Chiefs first at this point with how stacked that division is seems like a hot take. My other hot take <laughs> is that the Raiders get second. I I also have the Raiders at second. No, you don't. (laughs) I do. Oh my! Here's so here's here's the thing. What's wrong with you guys? Here's the thing. You guys spent too much time together talking about the USFL. I'm glad to be back. Believe the Vegas hype. Believe it. So who did Vegas hire as their head coach? Here's my thing. Was it the guy they should have hired? No. Yes, that is like worrisome. But if the Raiders prove anything last year is that no matter what coach drama player drama whatever is happening they can still be a playoff caliber team and they're more talented this year than they were last year what they are i I agree i actually agree no no way no way the guy hold on hold on hold on i just need you to look at the logic that is being used on this podcast the same guy who says we don't need Tyreek Hill because we just got some average guys to come in. Now you're saying that Las Vegas, who lost a bunch of average guys and added two good, like really good players. I mean, Devontae Adams is potentially a Hall of Famer. Devontae Adams and Chandler is the Jones, one, who is he's a, the number one wide receiver in the league. He's okay. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like he's he's great. But then t- Chandler Jones, who is a a an aged pass rusher which they don't age like cheese like they age like milk so he is an aged pass rusher five sacks in the game last year yes last year playing for who <laughs> playing for who playing the for Arizona who Answer the cardinals there's who, who else was lined up on that defensive line with him yeah jj jonathan watt. jonathan watt okay he is a monster so oh, sure He's also aged like also, crazy. Yeah. And 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 let me ask you this. Who's who's better? JJ Watt or Max Crosby today? Oh, don't put that. Don't put that. No, 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 no. This is this is not a thought. Max Crosby is absolutely better than JJ Watt today. Now that's no disrespect to JJ Watt. He, dude's had a hell of a career. He's a Hall of Famer if he retires today. Absolutely. But Today, if I had to choose between having Max Crosby on my defensive line or J.J. Watt, I'm going many, with Max. 
How many good years has Max Crosby had? (laughs) How many good years? Answer the question. Your Honor, Your Honor, he needs to answer the question. When is the last time J.J. Watt played a full season? Thank you. That's That's another another point. No, that's that's fair. Yes, but when Chandler Jones got five sacks, J.J. Watt was on the defensive line with him. So you can't say he was in. Oh, he's injury prone because he was there when that happened. Regardless, the same two people who are trying to tell me that you can replace two two superstars with a bunch of average players and be better, now you're telling me that they replaced a bunch of average players with two superstars, and now they're better. I mean, it could go both ways. No, it can't! (laughs) It literally can't! It doesn't make sense! So, okay, hold on, hold on. So... If you want to compare it that way, Devontae Adams is better than Tyreek Hill, first of yes. all. Second of all, I, I would say... Listen, it, it is nice to hear you say that. I'm Keep talking. Keep talking, big man. <laughs> he well, just, he, hates, he hates Tyreek Hill now. Well, not only that, but watching the season, Tyreek Hill dropped a lot of passes that turned into interceptions. I'm not getting into that right now. That is a lot to get into right now. But I would argue also... That uh, the additions, MVS, uh, Sky Moore, and Juju Smith-Schuster, Smith-Schuster are better <laughs> than Brian Edwards, Say Jones, and Deshaun Jackson. I agree. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So just because you're like replacing guys with average players, you have to get the right average players. Yes, but... And but, those guys are not those guys. But the holes that... Oakland, sorry, that Las Vegas has on, it's going to take a long time. I'm going to be 40 years old still saying Oakland. But where Kansas City already has players, like they already had McCole Hardman, they already have Travis Kelsey, who it's like, okay, and I get it, the Raiders have They have Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Uh, don't, don't mention Hunter Renfro, like he's the same as McCole Hardman, okay? Those two guys are different caliber players. But like, um, but, but to, listen, to defend, to defend, to defend Hunter Renfro because like, I don't dislike Hunter Renfro. I just don't understand Hunter Renfro. Like, I don't understand what's happening and how that guy is a professional football player. But he is, and he is consistent, and he's like, he is good. I'm not going to say. Just because the NFL wants us to love the whites doesn't mean we have to. Okay, I'm so not going to say. Talk I'm about not going to say and Hunter Renfro as a little bit less than. We probably Listen, had a comment. I'm not going to say that Hunter Renfro is a top 10 wide receiver, but Hunter Renfro borderline, stepped. borderline top 30, maybe top 40. I mean, that's okay. not, that's not a bad guy. That, listen, if you're top 30 in the, in the NFL, that means you could go to any team and be technically a number one. Okay. When, when the thing happened, one more, one more point while we're double teaming you here. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> When they <laughs> lost Henry Ruggs because Henry Ruggs was a moron. Right. They lost. That's a super nice PG way of putting it for this Thank podcast. You. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Hunter Renfro was the guy that stepped up. Like Zay Jones and Brian Edwards made some plays too. But I would say yes. last year with with everybody like realizing Derek Carr is a good quarterback, that Hunter Renfro was his guy. Because Darren yes. Waller was hurt a bunch of games too. I think Hunter yeah. Renfro stepped up and now gets to be under the best wide receiver in the league, arguably. Yeah. Uh, not not arguably, but yes. I mean, I don't know who else is who's arguing against. Well, them. who won Triple Crown last year? But that's oh, that's fair. Okay. 
That's fair. Um, one year, one year. When he how many had a years, good quarterback? Yeah. How many years has Devontae Adams won the triple crown? <laughs> I just, I mean, I'm just saying, like you, you said one year, like it wasn't impressive that he did it. What I'm saying is, Cooper Cup has had one fantastic year and a a couple of like. Real because solid he ones. had one year where he had a fantastic had quarterback, a... where Devontae Adams has had a fantastic quarterback his entire career. Yes. That is fair. That is fair. Cooper Cup I'm, had I can't... Jared Listen, Goff. I'm not hating on Cooper Cup. We'll get to him in a little bit. <laughs> but my my point is, I I Hunter Renfro was the guy for them, and I think he's talented enough to where that receiving core between Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller is one of the scariest in the league. That's fair. Like most people, I forgot Hunter Renfro existed. So I think that, like, that's a fair point that he is, like, him as a number two option to Devontae is pretty scary because he is a solid route runner. He's got really good hands. He knows where to find the holes to be open for Derek Carr, and he and Derek Carr have so much chemistry. Um, You know, all the other, you know, same cliches people use for white wide receivers. He's smart. He knows he's good route runner he's scrappy um he's <laughs> scrappy that's that's the one right there scrappy that's the one he's scrappy um he's a hard worker his work ethic um he's cerebral uh yeah high, high iq and scrappy high those IQ, are the ones scrappy yeah. wide receiver uh we all know what that means so you know that, that is fair his hunter renfro is a little bit slept on in terms of, of his quality but to me it's the holes on the defensive side of the ball like uh, Max Crosby, we'll see if he can do it again. I mean, there was a lot, there was a Spoiler lot, alert, a can. lot, a lot about this Raiders team last year that was a little bit probably more magic. It was probably more of an illusion, right? Like, I think that it was a little bit more like we're overcoming the obstacles, we're the underdogs, like we're having to deal with all of this crap. Let's take it all out on the field. Now, you don't have the same coach, you don't have the same motivators, you've lost some offensive line you've lost a lot of defense that's where my hesitation is i have them last in the division at seven and ten. Oh, there's no way that team only wins seven games no way i mean very similar to very similar to uh the broncos i i i have this team at 13 and four i could very easily see them being Eight and nine, nine and eight in that ballpark, but seven games like give them. I mean, I, I, I guess it's only a one or two game difference, but like give them some credit, man. I think I think the worst team in this division by a significant no amount. No way. I don't see no them beating. Way. I don't see Disagree. them beating the Chargers at all. I don't see them beating the Broncos at all. The Disagree. only game I could see Disagree. is maybe at home against Kansas City if Kansas City doesn't end up coming out higher than than i have them right now which is probable like i i could definitely see kansas city finishing number one in this division but there's i I don't see the raiders as there's nothing that they have that's better than the chargers there's nothing that the raiders have that's better than the broncos in any area i disagree i think the raiders offense is better than the broncos for sure and i I want to say they're better than the Chiefs, but it's hard to say that with Patrick Mahomes. But I, yeah. like, if if I'm if I'm having to choose between, um, if I'm having to choose between that Raiders offense or the uh, Broncos offense, I'm going with the Raiders. What? I'm going Raiders. Why? 
because Darren Waller is a top three tight end in the league, and you have the number one wide receiver in the league in Devontae Adams, and you have a, at his best, a borderline top five quarterback in Derek Carr, and at his worst, like a top, still top 15 quarterback in Derek Carr. Denver has a and Hall of have, Fame quarterback. And you have, who's the, he's the, Russell Wilson is, at best, minimally better than, than Derek Carr. Minimally. Minimally. Right now. Right now. No. Right now. Right, right now. Agreed. No. In no way, shape, or form. In no way, shape, or form is Russell Wilson now, also, do you better. Think, do also, you Josh Wilson, Jacobs is back there, too. I do so think is Russell, Devontae Williams. That dude is a who is who is, un, who is unproven going into his second year. Wait, Max Crosby, what did you say? Get out of here. <laughs> also, also, out the same logic also, we, we I, talked. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that Russell Wilson is going to do better this year with actually having to have time to throw with that offensive. Line. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I just, he's a mobile quarterback who got hit a lot. That's getting up there. And I think, I think Derek Carr being more of a pocket passer, they're, they're about the same. I think. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling right me now. that you think that if both of those guys were to have to be pocket passers, that Russell Wilson is the worst pocket passer of the two? Have you, you think, ever seen him throw a deep ball I mean, to Tyler Russ, Rocket? Russ does throw a really, a really pretty I'm, deep ball. I'm more just saying that, that is I true. Think, I think Derek Carr is a little. I'm trying to think the best way to say it. He's a little healthier to me. That's and fair. He's That's less, fair. Like less fatigued. And I think we'll be able to put up higher numbers more often. And he already has established chemistry with Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams. Yes, Devontae Adams is new to that offense, but they were they were college teammates. They were. That's true. So that's already a step up on anything that Russ has with Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, whoever out there. Also, also Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. Probably better than than Judy and and uh, uh, Sutton. Sutton. I mean, honestly, like that's fair. And and having Waller there, but right, yeah, that's just, what I'm saying. I just think that the gap of having Russell Wilson is so much better. I think Russell Wilson is significantly better than Derek Carr. Also, so that's where. While you're hating on me for my Max Crosby love, we discussed doing uh like hot takes or bold predictions for every team. Uh, the other night, and I didn't get around to doing it. I don't know if y'all did. I don't think I, I even mentioned. I didn't either. I it's okay. I don't think I even mentioned doing it uh, to you, Peter. But no, I had no uh, idea. my bold prediction for this team was going to be that Max Crosby finishes top three in defensive player of the year. Just throwing it out there. I'm. Ve- I I, I I'm very very high on Max Crosby. I, I'm with you that I'm also high on Max Crosby, but I'm also hes- hesitantly high on him because he's a guy that had one really unbelievable year and again it was in the midst of all this chaos and all this stuff that now teams are going to go into a game against the Raiders paying attention to Max Crosby like they weren't last year that's fair and and so I don't know I just that's fair I I I think I believe in the guy I think he could do it again this year he looks like that crazy yeah uh Jared Allen spin move white yeah um <laughs> like kind of pass rusher that like he could be a guy like that. Um, but also, I mean, who knows? He could be a a flash in the pan of, of like had one really good season and then kind of fell off. So that's, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like I wouldn't be, I might be shocked if he finishes top three, 
in defensive player of the year, but I, I could see him leading the league in sacks. Like that's entirely possible. Well, um, not not with Micah Parsons around. Did you hear the quote that Micah Parsons said? No. So uh, apparently, his goal this year is to set the sack record uh, at at, at twenty three, and he's saying he's saying that his floor that he's aiming for is minimum fifteen. That's believable, though. Well, fifteen's believable, but like to get twenty three would be un like that'd be that's true amazing. Yeah, especially for a guy that's a linebacker that drops back in pass coverage quite a bit. Yeah, well, I think that they, I think he wants to be utilized more as a pass rusher than in coverage. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that when we get to right. the NFC East. Let's uh, let's let's finish out the crazy AFC West because we are going way long on this division. Way, long. Uh, but we have one more team. That's why you and brought we, me here. What do you think was going to happen? That's true. We have the team that I have finishing the season at fifteen and two. I don't know how it happened. I don't know like what crazy stuff happened when I was going through each game, but somehow I picked them to win 15 out of their 17 games uh, and finished season 15-2, and two, number one seed in the AFC, number one uh, in the AFC West, and that is the Los Angeles Chargers. And I think a big reason why is because this team didn't lose a ton and added uh, some, some really big names. They added yeah. Khalil Mack. On that on that line to pair up with uh, Joey Bosa, I think Joey's the one that plays in in uh, in in yeah. LA. Kyle Van Noy as a linebacker, cornerback J.C. Jackson. Those are great defensive names to add to an already good defense. J.C. Gerald... Jackson, who was one of the best cornerbacks in the league last year, they yes. added to this defense. Yes, Gerald just, Everett just is out. coming over uh, at the tight end position. Kind of is just kind of replacing Jared Cook. I don't, I don't, I'm not super high on Gerald Everett. Yeah. Um, but with Jared Cook, you know, I think he's retiring. Um, Gerald Everett is a good fill-in for for him, and that offense is is already like it's stacked. I, my only hesitation with this team is their head coach in Brandon Staley, who we all have mentioned multiple times as being really questionable with some of his calls, but I am, I am very high on this team. I think that Justin Herbert is going to make a run at MVP. He, I think he could very easily finish with 40 plus touchdown passes and 5,000 yards. I think that's very realistic season for, from this guy. I think he is a stud young quarterback that's going to be fun to watch in LA for years to come yeah I've always kind of like I've, I've definitely thought he was smaller than he is um I don't I don't know how tall I thought he was I think that I, I thought that he was probably around like six one. like he gives me small quarterback vibes until we started playing the Weddle and then I yeah. found out that he is uh six foot six so he is massive wow. And he's mobile, and it's like, okay, this isn't like a, oh, he's little. Maybe the league will try to figure it out, kind of like a, you know. But, no, this dude is, he's got all of the physical attributes you want in a quarterback, and he's got that raw arm power. I mean, I I was like a better Big Ben. Yeah, or or like a Josh Allen, you know. Like, it's that same kind of, that, that new, what everybody wants in a QB is is this style quarterback that rocket arm mobile make magic happen when the play breaks down that that Patrick Mahomes coined this this type of QB. Um yeah. and, still getting criticized for it somehow, but go on. I don't know. I don't know who's criticizing him. I think that he's <laughs> still the best QB in football. Yeah, that's not, that's not um, criticism. 
No, somebody um, that was a criticism that came out like a defensive coach was like, "Oh yeah, take his first option away. What does he do? Play street ball?" Like, yeah. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> um but yeah, I I'm with you. I've got the Chargers at I've got them at 13 and 4. And again, like my now, I wasn't quite as detailed as you were with going through the schedule. I just kind of looked and I was like, yeah, probably win, probably win, uh, 13. Yeah, done. Um, I, I do it. Send me the link to the, the full schedule because I'll do it. I'm, I'm I'll, so I'll try I'll try and find it and put it in the Discord. Um, yeah, so I, I've got the Chargers <clears throat> being, I think that this is the best team in the division and potentially in the AFC. I mean, this Chargers team is unbelievable. Yeah. And as long as Staley doesn't stupid his way out of a number one seed, um, this is a team that could be a huge threat to go yes. all the way. Yeah, I think that they're at their additions are massive. And then the the maturation of of Justin Herbert, along with that you kept Mike Williams, his his also huge weapon receiver to pair alongside Keenan Allen on the other yeah. side. The emergence know, of, these... of Austin Eckler as a true uh, two two way running back. Yeah, um, yeah. So and you know you beef up the defense with Khalil Mack. Holy guacamole! Like this team is is legit. Derwin James at safety who missed all of last season, I think, or at, or half of the season, most right? of it. Um, and so, and then, uh, Asante Samuel Jr. I think missed some significant time as well. And he was looking good before the injury. So yeah. I just, I don't know how this team couldn't, you know, unless they're, they're like, uh, the Cleveland Browns or Cardinals were last year that they looked so good on paper and then couldn't quite put it together. Um, yeah. but yeah, so I've got chargers finishing first in this division, which we all know Peter doesn't, but where do you have the chargers finishing? At least third. He's got him at least third. This isn't the hot take I thought I was going to have. I thought putting the Raiders second was going to be the hot take. But no, it's putting the Chargers last. What? In the division. What? Listen. listen, All right. That absolutely warrants that. (laughs) I need. (laughs) Something happening on screen right now. I need to know what. I need you to start talking quick, Pete. I need you to start talking quick. It's real simple. It's real simple. Everything that you guys said is absolutely true. You guys just have way too much optimism that Brandon Saley cannot play Madden as a coach. And the difference between that's fair. like that that's and fair. the other teams is with the other teams, like Andy Reid and Mahomes have such a good relationship. They trust each other to make each other's calls. Uh, Russell Wilson coming in with Nathaniel Hackett. He knows Russ can do his stuff and that they're going to be able to work together just fine. Uh, Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr. Derek Carr's just going to ignore him. If, <laughs> Like I said, they're a team that overcomes adversity, and if Josh McDaniels makes mistakes, Derek Carr's just going to ignore him. That's just what's going to happen. I, I don't think he will, but go on. <laughs> I, And that's where it comes to Staley and Herbert, to where I think Herbert doesn't take control of the offense in a way. Because like, any time that Staley does, like, these kind of plays, he just rolls with it. Even if he doesn't think it's a good idea, well, anything I mean, like that, they they can't that, convert when they try hard like that. And I think they're going to continue to do that. Technically, Staley is his boss. So, I mean... They are supposed to do whatever. Like, that was a criticism people had of Matt Ryan in the Super Bowl, is they were like, why wouldn't you check out of that play? And it's like, wait, you mean the play that Kyle Shanahan, who was right. the best play caller in the yeah. league that and year, it's, it's not a slight. Like, at Her- it's not a slight at Herbert. It's a slight at Staley for just making bad plays. But I feel like 
the relationships with the other coaches or how good the other quarterbacks are, they're able to overcome that type of decision and come to an agreement, whereas Staley just keeps making bad choices and they just keep rolling with it. I if mean, makes- I, I think this is this is where I agree with you, but I also disagree with you, is that um, I don't think the Chargers are going to be in that many close games that his dumb decisions are actually going to impact them very much. Um, these, this is not a team. This is not a team that's built to beat most of their opponents by, by a field goal. This is a team that is built to beat most of their opponents by double digits. Yes. And so so, are the other teams in the division. So are most other teams in the AFC. The AFC is unbelievably stacked. I don't know. The Chargers get a little bit easier schedule finishing third last year, but not a lot. Not really. They still play the NFC West as their NFC games. I, I think, I think that this team is potentially the best team in football and i don't know that a i mean i have them having four losses and those could all be stupid decisions from their stupid head coach but (laughs) i don't see them getting more than four losses from bad coaching decisions where last year they did have probably six losses that were directly because of bad coaching decisions yeah, I yeah. think I think if anything, Staley Staley takes a look at what happened last year and decides to maybe a handful more times go for the field goal instead of going for it when you're within thirty yards. Uh, maybe a handful of times instead of going for instead of going for two, go for uh, go for 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 the the point after. I think that that that's that's probably the more likely. Um, the more likely thing with Staley, but I I could also see this guy making some some dumb boneheaded decisions. I am kind of with you, Pete. Maybe, like I said, like the only difference in our opinions on the Chargers is the amount of optimism we have. Um, yeah, yeah, and and it's not a slight against the Chargers either. Like I still don't think they're going to lose that many games. I don't think any team in the AFC West is going to lose more than five games. Yeah, like the AFC West combined is going to have less than twenty losses. I don't think that math works out. I, don't I mean, think I they can all have less than five. I have them playing each other. Well, I have the Chiefs finishing fourth in the division with eleven and six. So, okay. all right. I mean, We're it does it does math. check out. <laughs> We're not a <laughs> But uh, yeah, so for for the AFC West, I have. All four teams making the playoffs. I have the Chargers as my one seed, uh, and then in order: five, six, seven, Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs, because they all get the the wild card spots. I don't have. Uh, I haven't done my playoff predictions yet, but just from looking at it, I probably would say that I have in this division. I have Chargers finishing first, Broncos finishing second, both making the playoffs. I think the Chiefs do snag a wild card. Um, even if I have them finishing nine and eight, just looking at it right here, I don't see the Chiefs missing the playoffs. And then at, at nine right. and eight, you so think maybe not, you no, think no, nine and I'm, eight in the AFC is good enough to get a wild card spot? No, that's that's what I'm saying. Is like I I, I think that the Chiefs finish third, whatever that record is, and still right. make the playoffs. Okay. So like again, I don't have like nine and eight is just my like first glance. This was this was my my gotcha. Just You're like not every team through. can have ten wins. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So except I can. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, so and then I have the Raiders. I I do not think highly of the Raiders at all. Have them with a losing season at seven and ten, uh, and definitely missing the playoffs. Crazy. No, I uh I also have all the AFC West. 
making the playoffs just in a different order. KC top, uh, then the Raiders, then the Broncos, and the Chargers. I just... Uh... You guys and your last your last place picks are so surprising to me. I think any pick by anybody in this division is going to surprise somebody. That's true. That is true. I don't know. Well, my let's... my stance on the Raiders was pretty pretty intense. So <laughs> let's hop over to the other conference. Jump over to the NFC. Uh, I don't think we'll talk as long on on the nfc west because it's not nearly as good as a division but we'll kick it off with the arizona cardinals the cardinals got that wild card spot last year uh i still don't know how i feel about this team honestly uh there's no way to know man it's so it's so up in the air um, they did make the big move on draft night to get marquise brown from the ravens he comes over however he just got a it, didn't he get the the, the speeding ticket? Like, yeah. was it was arrested for yeah. speeding, which means he was going ridiculously fast. He was fast. going one twenty and an eighty five. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so Apparently, he, Kyler Murray was in the car. Also, jeez, he will probably miss time. Uh, we don't know how long. Um, but if which it's... props to him for finding the fastest speed limit in the United States? I do know that for a fact. I did some research on it a while back, but I know that eighty five miles an hour in Texas is the highest speed limit in the U.S. I so. think there is one out in Arizona somewhere, too, that's that fast. So it must be, yeah. Um, yeah. But. Because, I mean, a lot of those a lot of those roads out there, um, you know, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, where nobody is, like, they, they post it high. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, so Marquise Brown will probably miss some time. Uh, if, if the NFL, their recent suspension say anything, he'll probably miss 12 games. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see. Uh, the... If a woman had been in the car, they would have given him a bonus. <laughs> They'd have been like, "Thank you for endangering women, Marquise Brown." Here's the race. Uh, they did. They didn't really add that much more in free agency, but they did give out a lot of extensions. Kyler Murray getting an extension. Tight end Zach Ertz getting an extension. James Conner getting an extension. Um, so the offensive side, they're still loaded. They had. Couple of key departures. Chase Edmonds leaves. Christian Kirk goes down to Jacksonville. Chandler Jones and Malcolm Butler on the defensive side. I just don't. I don't think this team got any worse necessarily, but I don't think they got any better either. And I think there's still a lot of question marks about Cliff Cliff Kingsbury. I think there's a lot of question marks about Kyler Murray and the relationship between Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. Um, so I, there's so many question marks around this team. I don't even know where to put them. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got the Cardinals finishing third in the division. I have them going nine and eight as well. Um, I have them at 10 and seven. So it's basically, it's the same thing. It's, it's so hard because this team was the last undefeated team in the league. I mean, they were seven and oh, and then just had a terrible back half of the season, but that was in part to Deandre Hopkins going down with an injury and um, AJ green, struggling with injury the entire second half of the season. You take any quarterback not named Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, you take their top two weapons away, they struggle, period. Yeah. Well, we don't know with Patrick Mahomes because he's he's never faced that. He's going to face it this year and not having Tyreek. But, you know, I, I, Kyler Murray being his second year in the league, that's a lot to ask for him to try to make up for losing the – his top two receiving weapons, which were 
I mean, a significant part of that offense. I forgot um, to mention, I completely forgot about it, but DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for six games. So he's uh, going to be right. out for six yeah. games. Yeah. Because he was on so, the juice. So, yeah. and, and I don't know if it's because of their schedule the first half of the season versus the back half of the season. I don't know if it was because of that wide receiver situation. I'm with you. that Like, I don't know what to do with this team. And so yeah. I just kind of like middle of the road. Maybe they're good. Maybe they're bad. Uh, finish third in division, just over 500. Yeah, uh, I think it'll. It might be the backwards this year because uh, one thing I I saw was that Cliff Cliff Kingsbury always the back half of the season, no matter NFL or college, falls off struggles. Yeah. Yep, and it already looks like that the first half of the season is going to be really rough for them. So if yeah. they want any shot of not only getting into the playoffs but not getting last in the division, which would take a lot with the Seahawks there. Um, they're going to have to put in some work the back half of the season when they get D-Hop back, hopefully when they get, if they get Hollywood Brown back. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I also have them finishing third. Uh, even though I think I'm a little bit more optimistic with the Seahawks than most people are, I still think Arizona has too good of a roster to put the Seahawks above them. I don't think that you I, could be any more pessimistic about the Seahawks than I am, just to throw that out there. So Well, well, well. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, I have Arizona finishing second at ten and seven, um, but I don't think I had them seven? making the playoffs. Yeah, Man, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't even know what to expect. I don't know what to think of you anymore now that you put the Raiders in second in that division. I think ten and seven's high. I think they're going to be. They might have a losing season. They might go eight and nine. That, I, I could definitely see it's. That, this is one of those teams that it's like I don't know. They could win four games or they could win fourteen games, and I'm. I would be yes. like, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, I think, sure. I think on top of the suspension and a possible suspension of their, what would be two top two receivers, maybe AJ, like they still have AJ Green, but him alone isn't going to cut it. Yeah, not I at don't his age. Think. Uh, and Zach Ertz is getting up there too, I think. Oh yeah, he's um, in his 30s. But the contract fiasco that happened with Kyler Murray, because they extended it, but then they put like the clause in there that like he had to do homework and... That's just they have since apparently they have since removed that clause. It's huh. yeah, but the fact that they did it in the first place, it's fun to joke about, but that is incredibly it's weird. disrespectful to the it's guy weird. that you're putting the team on his sh- tiny little shoulders. Not only that, but I think I think a large reason why they did it is because he is a fairly prominent Twitch streamer. And I gotta say, if you if you're playing Madden as much as he is, like you're kind of studying the game. I like to me. To me, that clause is a very mm, boomer-ish clause to put into a contract. It's pretty much saying that that video games are a waste of time, and you shouldn't okay. be playing them as much as you are. Okay, but have you seen that there are stats about Kyler Murray and his play once a new Call of Duty comes out? That's, I mean, that, that that's fair. so. I'm, once I mean, a new Call of Duty comes out, Kyler Murray's place like gradually just plummets, <laughs> and there is a new Call of Duty coming out right, but like middle of the season. I mean, there's a new Call so, of Duty every November, so that's true. But it's like yeah. I think that if I'm Cardinals ownership, it's like Kyler, this is not football. Play Madden, sure, but like, but it's also like it is. It is incredibly. It is incredibly disrespectful. Like, imagine the Packers doing that with Aaron Rodgers, or the or the Colts doing that with Peyton Manning back in the day, or or a Patriots. Like, it's incredibly disrespectful of a talented. 
You just listed three teams with white quarterbacks. So there's your answer is they didn't do that to those guys because okay, white. okay, the, the Seahawks with Russell Wilson or the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, like that, like I, it was a joke. It was. A joke. It's just but, like it's it's incredibly disrespectful <laughs> of a of a guy that does have top five quarterback talent. As we've talked about, he's a very good mixture of of. All the great things about Lamar Jackson, all the great things about Patrick Mahomes, he is almost a perfect blend of it. Now he's not. Put them all he's in, not, a, in a shrinky dink and right. a shrinky dink oven, and out comes Kyler Murray. He's not as great as either one of those quarterbacks in their respective uh, strengths, but he is a really good mixture and a borderline top five quarterback at his best play, and that is incredibly disrespectful from from the front office. Yeah. I, I just I, yeah. I mean, they're basically saying don't have a hobby when a lot of these quarterbacks exactly. do have like exactly. Patrick Mahomes is a part o- owner of the Royals. Like he does. Wait, a lot wait, of wait, 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 wait. You guys think that four hours of film study a week is don't have a hobby? I mean, I mean, what it says is, hey, we do control what you do off the field, uh, yeah. even when even when you're not technically at your place of employment, and that is garbage. I mean that is that is the entire NFL though. That's the whole point of this Deshaun Watson. No, 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 I could be speaking out of turn here, but I think that having a clause about studying is not unusual in contracts, but for some reason it got blown up for Kyler Murray. From what I heard from Ian Rappaport, that was the first time he's ever seen it in a contract. Okay. I mean, I've never seen an NFL contract, as you can tell by my physique. Never seen one. Um, But... I don't what, know whether we think it's disrespectful or not. Kyler Murray came out and said that he felt disrespected, which means there is, even though he just got more money than he probably yes. deserves. It made, he, it made a tense relationship even more tense. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. So the Cardinals, we don't know. Nobody <laughs> yeah. Knows. Yeah. I'm going to say third. I'm going to say third. Yeah. Cardinals question mark. Right. Record. Uh, who knows? Moving over to the second Los Angeles team uh, of the podcast, we have the Los Angeles Rams, who largely stayed the same. Coming off a Super Bowl victory, they they didn't really get any better. They also didn't really get much worse. Uh, Their key additions, they they brought in Allen Robinson, who is a solid wide receiver, they brought in Bobby Wagner at the linebacker, who is a solid linebacker, an older linebacker, but a solid one uh, already on a defense that is loaded with talent uh, with yep. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. They did lose so- Sony Michelle, who isn't really that, that big yeah, of a loss. A he's, he's like a second or third string back. Yeah, yeah. If they have um, K-Makers healthy, then they're fine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They they uh, traded Robert, Robert Woods. I think he's in Tennessee. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. So he was out to Tennessee. They do lose Odell Beckham. 
However, Odell Beckham's still a free agent, so question mark there. He might re-sign with them. Uh, it's amazing to me that we're already in training camps and technically already in the first week of the preseason, and somehow Odell Beckham is still on the market, as is Will, Will Fuller. Those two guys are, are, are solid wide receivers. Um, Andrew Whitworth, I think, is a big loss to them on, on that offensive line. Um, and Von Miller, sure, he only played half a season, but that, that that's a solid loss too. Um, but... I see this team still being one of the top three teams in the NFC, mainly because the NFC is such a weak conference as compared to the AFC. Um, I think they are just as much of a Super Bowl contender as they were last year. Um, and, and I think in year two with Sean McVay, I think that Matthew Stafford is only going to be better. I don't think he's going to be any worse. Um well, now, when I, I when, 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 when I say when older. I say better when I say better I mean I mean marginally I think that he's going to be slightly improved I don't know how much he can improve on the season he had last year like he had a solid maybe just season. a few less interceptions because I know yeah. he got a, yes. a a big chunk in the middle of the season where he was turning the ball over a lot but but without a stud without a stud tackle like Andrew Whitworth mm, might be taking a couple more hits which did oh. Whitworth didn't play in the Super Bowl, right? Or did he push through and play? No, he, he did. did. He did. Okay. He did. He okay. he he retired afterwards. Um I have the Rams finishing first in the division. I think I I would be very surprised if we're not unanimous on that. Uh and I have them finishing at 13 and 4, which I think is respectable. I I could see them I could see them definitely finishing with a couple less wins, but I don't think they're going to get any more than than 13. Okay. 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 <laughs> let's let's cool our jets with the Rams. Because the Rams are old. I on on every facet of You're you're the, not wrong. The ball. They are old. You're not wrong. And and it's tough and old. it's tough to repeat. It's tough to go back to back. Stafford's real old. Well, Jalen Ramsey Jalen, you mentioned Jalen Ramsey earlier and that dude I think this year he's going to be more of a liability than a stud. Um, yes, Aaron Donald, in my opinion, may be one of the best defensive players of all time, uh, still True. in his prime there. But the loss of Von Miller, huge. The loss of Andrew Whitworth, huge. The loss of both Robert Woods and Odell Beckham, huge. And I don't I don't think that I don't think Allen Robinson is as good as either one of those guys. Oh, um, oh, don't don't be don't be don't be dissing my man. Allen Robinson like it, it's that. not it's not Robert Wood I think Robert Woods is a solid number one receiver on a lot of teams I think Robert Woods could walk into a building and be number one receiver on on probably 30 to 40 percent of the teams in the league I think Allen I'd, Robinson I'd take him in Green Bay right now right and I think I think Allen Robinson I don't think there's anywhere that he's higher than number two um so I that, disagree with that uh, I would also that, take him in Green yeah, Bay right be, now. He'd be number one in Green Bay for sure. That's true, but I I could be the number three receiver in Green Bay right now, and I'm five oh, foot ten. Hold up, hold up. So. Listen, listen. I know that I'm ragging on on Green Bay's wide receiver core, but I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people say it is. My forty time is a forever. That's what I run a forty in. Um, and so I I don't know. I think the Rams they're getting older. I don't. I there's, agree. We talked about it going into the season. There wasn't anything that like jumps off the page about how great the Rams are other than their defense ended up being. Um, but that defense is worse. I mean, that defense has not gotten better. Their defense has gotten worse True. because they've aged. Their their key players yeah, have uh, aged and you lose Von Miller. Yeah. Um Bobby Wagner is nice, but again, 
you're talking about bringing age into an aged system. So yeah. I do have them finishing second, respectable 10, seven. Um, Ooh. I think you have them a, a finishing second. I do. I have them finishing second and you'll see. Uh. Why. Um, so what? yeah, I'm pretty high on the Seahawks. Um, Ooh. so the, <laughs> so anyway, I have them finishing second at, at 10 and seven. And again, like that's obviously, I'm not like, oh, I'm for sure they're they're gonna be second because like this is a team that just won the Super Bowl. Could they absolutely come out and destroy everybody and be first place and win 15 games? Probably not, but maybe. Like, I I definitely could. This is a team that is is definitely looking at the playoffs, almost for sure, lock in the playoffs. Um, and could win the division for sure. But we'll get to why I don't have them winning the division. Wow, moment, momentarily. Where you got him, Pete? I have the Rams first, like a normal human being. Like a normal, sane person. So, you you are correct. They are getting old, and I don't see the Rams, like, being a dynasty like the Patriots were or how I'm hoping the Chiefs will be. Um, the, the Rams, if they're going to do it again, I think this is probably their last year to, to yeah. do it before San Francisco, like, builds even more on top of the talented roster they have right now. I agree. Um, so I think this is the Rams last year to do it. I have them number one in the division and number one in the NFC. Because yeah, the I, NFC is so weak. I so. think I don't remember. I, I don't remember where they ended up. But I believe I also had them number one in the NFC. Uh, it was probably either them or, or um Tampa or Green Bay. I mean, those are the, those are the three I think in contention for for number one. Um, but apparently, not according to Blake. And I have a feeling that uh, this next team is going to be the one that you somehow crazily have as the top of the NFC West. Let's move out to San Francisco, the Bay Area. I have reasons. I have reasons. Well, I'm anxiously awaiting hearing your reasons. I, uh, I get it, but we'll get there. Ah. Uh, that makes two of y'all. Uh, Trey Lance <laughs> was named the starter. The Jimmy Garoppolo era in San oh, Francisco I did not know that. is over with. Uh, Jimmy G has not officially been traded yet, but uh, I, I think it's only a matter of time before he is on his way out of town. Um, this is Trey Lance's team now, according to the front office and head and uh, coaching staff there. They did add a couple of pieces. Traverius Ward coming over uh, from Kansas City. Um, uh, the cornerback position, Ray Ray, Ray McLeod at wide receiver, not I mean nothing special. Uh, right. They, they did they did lose Raheem Moster. I believe he's down in Miami now. I think. Yeah. Um, Sanu at wide receiver again. It doesn't really matter. And no. Alex Alex Mack though at center I think is a big loss for them, especially with a young second year uh, quarterback like Trey Lance. My big issue with San Francisco. So I have them finishing third in the division. I have them. Again, I don't know how this happened. Don't yell at me, but I have them finishing at six and eleven. Um, and I think that I think that if I had to go back and like really evaluate how they got there, I would probably bump them up to eight or nine wins. But I see this team floating around five hundred, and a lot of that is because I don't, I don't know about Trey Lance yet. The limited amount of time we saw him last year, I didn't love what I saw from him. I do think that he he has a lot of potential. 
but I haven't seen that potential on the field yet. Um, it's not to say I don't like Trey Lance. It's not to say that I think Trey Lance is going to have a bad season. I just don't know. I don't know. Uh, so that's why I, I think that's why they only managed to get six wins in my you know mock sim season, whatever. Um, but it is what it is. I have them finishing third. So I have them finishing at 13 and four. Get out um, of here. And that is largely based on the fact that I think that they are, I think they're a lock for winning this division. The only team I think that will beat them uh, is the Rams beating them when the Rams play them in LA. Um, I think that they handle the rest of this division pretty easily. And then they also play the NFC South. So that's a win against Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Atlanta, and Carolina. And then they go and they play. No way the this Miami. team beats, beats Tampa Bay. There's no well, way. The, don't get me started on Tampa Bay. I'm I'm so done with I've been done with Tampa Bay. <laughs> I also think um, the other three teams in the division can put up a fight. So yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm not saying that they can't put up a fight. I'm just thinking that when I'm picking the games, I'm picking them. Okay, listen. This is a team that was very good last season. I mean, a few plays away from the Super Bowl. And so they they also add, I don't think you mentioned Robert Kimdichie that they added. You didn't mention Dark sure. West Denard. Those are two pretty solid pieces to add to a defense that's already really good. This is a team that's got Nick Bosa and Fred Wagner, who is one of the best young linebackers in football. And so you've got those two guys. You've got Debo Samuel. You've got Brandon Ayuk on the other side, George Kittle, and Trey Lance, who, if if he's gotten the starting job over Jimmy Garoppolo is going to add such a dynamic difference to this offense. If with he plays Kyle so Shanahan, if he plays well, so again, potential. again, this is if, if he's gotten the starting job over Jimmy G it's because they think he's good enough to be better than Jimmy G or, so, or they want to see what they have in the kid because they know that they know that Jimmy G's not the guy for the future and they want to see what they have in Trey Lance because if they don't have it next year's the year to get a quarterback. You don't you don't do that in in the season. Like you see what you have in a guy in practice, you see what you got having a guy in preseason. You don't just go, "Matt, let's see. I know Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo has a 70% winning record and did really pretty well in the playoffs last year, but Bye. You know, like if you're a team that you are knocking on the door of a Super Bowl again, you're not going to just kick that guy to the curb and say, we want to see what we have in this young guy. Like they're not taking a chance. This is very calculated if they're moving on with Trey Lance as the starting QB and the, and if that proceeds through the preseason. Now, if it gets through preseason, he has a shaky preseason, they move back to Jimmy G. I mean, it's a, a moot point, but I don't think I don't think they announced it this early without them being steadfast i mean you're right but with, like with trey lance but i mean then i think that we could be looking at a patrick mahomes alex smith situation where it's like you're letting alex smith go for this unknown kid like and again i'm not saying trey lance is patrick mahomes i don't think that that is true at all so don't don't put that voodoo on me ricky bobby but <laughs> this is a team that i think has one of the easiest schedules in football you've already talked about how weak the nfc is i think this team is better than the rams uh, on most facets of the ball other than QB. So I don't see any reason why they wouldn't finish first in the division with an e very easy schedule. I don't think it's that. 
I'm shaking my head a lot over here, but I don't think it's that outlandish for them to win 12-ish games, 12-13, somewhere in that. I, yeah. I think I think that's possible because it is, it is a talented roster when they're all healthy and on the field together. That's been the biggest problem with San Francisco is they can't stay on the field together. George Kittle battled injuries last year. Uh, Debo Samuel also, also on the offensive side, yeah, you mentioned George Kittle. Yeah, you mentioned Brandon Ayuk. But guess what? They still got to have someone throwing the ball, and I don't know how well Trey Lance is going to do that. Debo Samuel is the only guy uh, on in that receiving core that can still make plays without having to have a pass made his way. Do you know who calls their plays? I do. I do. Kyle Shanahan is one and, of the best and offensive I agree with you. I agree with you. In football I agree right with now. you. I think, I, think what, what, I think where we're at is kind of I'm banking more on them being closer to their floor and you're banking more on them being closer to the ceiling. And I, that's what, that's kind of where I, I, I think six wins is about their floor, which again, I said that if I had to go back and reevaluate, I probably would put them more at eight or nine wins. And I think yeah. 13 is closer to their ceiling. It might be that's their fair. ceiling. So yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't going more than 13. Wins. Right. I don't disagree with your, with your evaluation. I just don't necessarily see that happening. That's why that's why I said I get it. I have them second. And a lot of that is mainly I would put Arizona second if there wasn't so many question marks and so many Too suspensions many. and yeah. and all this stuff. My cat wants to say hi for some reason. Oh, that's fine. Ow, that's my neck. But uh <laughs> get off my keyboard, please. Thank you very right, much. Right in the jugular. Cat's trying to ruin the podcast over here. <laughs> uh that's that's Richard Nixon for you. Anyways. I'll I'll get off my neck. That's what we that's that should be the the Seahawks theme this season. <laughs> I'll get off uh, my neck. But yeah, mainly have them second because of the woes of the other two teams. I think the talent on offense besides Trey Lance is good enough to like get Trey Lance going. Like I think there will be some growing pains obviously with going with a new starting quarterback, but um I think they'll get 10 or 11 wins. I think they snag a wild card spot. Uh, so yeah, San Francisco, number two. Yeah, I, I I can see that happening. I can see it, especially especially in a weak NFC. I can see it happening. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. go up the coast to Seattle, where it is. You want to talk about question marks? It is question mark city up there. Uh, it's not question I, marks. I it's don't know whatever whatever like the saddest punctuation is. I don't know. <laughs> semicolon. It's just semicolons up it's, there. It's ellipses because you get left on like they're typing and then yes, they just don't want to talk to you anymore. That's what it is. Just yeah. ellipses all day. Obviously, the biggest news of their offseason is trading their franchise quarterback, Russell Wilson, for Drew Locke, who is a bum, and Noah Font, who is a solid tight end with a lot of potential that hasn't been reached because of poor quarterback play. Uh, and Shelby Harris coming over on the defensive side. They also brought in wide receiver Marquise Goodwin. But they lost their franchise running back in Chris Carson. He retired. Gerald Everett tied in, leaves. They lost Carlos Dunlap. They lost Bobby Wagner. There's a lot of lot of uh, moving pieces happening up there in Seattle, and none of it is good uh, for the fans there. Um, this is another crazy one. I don't know how it happened. Uh, but I have the Seahawks finishing 0-17. I mean, that's uh, entirely possible. Matching the Detroit Lions of, I don't remember what year, when they went winless. Oh, um, 
and the Cleveland Browns did it a couple years ago. Um, 16, when they went, 18. when they went, yeah, they went one in thirty-one over a two-year stretch, which is unbelievable how bad they were, and and still managed to keep Hugh Jackson around somehow. Uh, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't see it this season going well for Seattle, and I'm sorry, Seahawks fans, um, but you're going to watch a lot of bad football up there in Seattle. Yeah, it's it's bleak for sure. Like the weather in Seattle. They are, it's bad. And I feel bad because Pete Carroll has been such a great coach during his time as an NFL head coach that he went from a team that was built around defense, shifted that team completely to be around Russell Wilson and turned them into contenders again. And, and it's all gone now. Like that's the I, thing. I have, he didn't I, keep it. You I know, kind of have a hot take on that GM. I kind of have a hot take on that. Is Pete Carroll actually a good football coach or did he just get blessed with a lot of talent for a handful of years there. That's Ugh, I, I mean, I think that he's such a culture guy that he was able to change the culture to go from a Legion of Boom led team to a Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson led team that was a ground attack with a heavy aerial presence thrown over the top to Tyler Lockett. Um, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I, I think I think that he's. I don't know if it's other front office problems that they weren't able to replace all of those guys. Which it's. I mean, a lot of those guys are Hall of Famers that you can't just replace. Prime Richard Sherman. You can't just yeah. replace Russell Wilson or Marshawn Lynch. Like they haven't um, hit on a lot of draft picks lately. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, and he's also yeah. ancient. So like, give give yeah. the man a break. He's like Carroll is years old. getting up there. I think he's lost his mind a little bit potentially. Um, he has a lot of faith in Drew Locke. I think if they didn't replace Russell, like try to replace Russell Wilson, that's why is because Pete Carroll likes Drew Locke a lot. I I think I have a little bit more faith in Drew Locke than a lot of people, just because I've seen a little bit more games where like he has a couple good games. Like he almost beat the Chiefs last year. If it wasn't for the defense hitting that fumble, they would have beat the Chiefs last year with Drew Locke. Uh, but not enough on that O-line to just let... You, you're just putting Drew Locke back there to get sacked. Yeah. I don't think he has the timing with, or the wherewithal. no running help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what they... Did they get anybody running back, or are they just Rashad Penny now, I guess? Rashad Penny, that's their guy. But he's not, like, horrible, but he's not... He's, he's not, not a top-tier guy. Right? Not great. Yeah, he's not a top-tier <laughs> guy. Um... So yeah, they're definitely last in the division. They might win a game or two. I yeah, think I think played... I gave them two wins because they like they play the Jets once and they play somebody else that's pretty bad. I uh, have the, the Jets. I have the Jets beaten them because I think the Jets loaded up on on more talent than Seahawks did. I still don't have faith that's in the Jets, possible. but I think they they brought in more talent than Seattle did. And if we're talking about them playing the Falcons, uh, I have. Kind of high expectations of the, of the Falcons. Well, not not high expectations. I have uh, more faith in the Falcons than a lot of people do, I think. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah. Which, like, eight wins is a lot more faith in the Falcons than most people have. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> but we'll, um, we'll get more into that. More faith than I have, that's for sure. Yeah. In a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's rough in Seattle. Um yeah, so just to recap the NFC West, I have the Rams 1, 13 and 4. 
Uh, Arizona Cardinals 2, 10 and 7. The Niners, third at 6 and 11. And the Seahawks finishing last and probably getting the number one overall pick at 0 and 17. Um, and I think the only one I had making the playoffs from this division was the Rams. Potentially the Cardinals getting a wild card, but I don't remember. Ooh. Yeah, I've got uh, the 49ers stomping it because they're much improved. They've got an easy schedule. Uh, and then I've got. Uh, the Rams coming in second. I'm not glued to these these records. That's why I'm not like standing by them. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, then I've got the Cardinals uh, and then the Seahawks. But the I mean to me those top three could finish in any order, and it would not be super surprising to yeah. me to see the Cardinals finish first or the or the Rams finish third or the 49ers finishing third. So uh, yeah, it, it so many question marks in this division. Based on age, based on the unknown of quarterbacks, based on the unknown of chemistry, suspensions, all of it in this division yeah. is, is messy. Yeah. The only for sure thing is that the Seahawks are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got yeah. Uh, Rams one, uh, 49ers second, uh, snagging a wild card. Uh, and then Arizona three, because they have question marks, but question marks are still better than whatever dumpster fire is happening in Seattle. Sad emojis, just sad emojis everywhere. <laughs> so, uh, so Pete, because you won't be with us for our uh, playoff preseason predictions, do you have happen to have yours? I do. I do. All right. Well, let's let's hear them real quick. What do you want to hear first, AFC or NFC? Sure, sure. Yeah, AFC. Who who you got in the playoffs? Uh, AFC. I have. I'm not going to do any. Well, I can do particular order. Sure. Uh. I think KC and the Bills, either of them could be one or two for me personally. I know you guys Fair. differ on the Chiefs a lot, but Bills will be one or two for sure, and KC will take the other spot. Um, I have the Ravens third, the Colts fourth, okay, and then the AFC West rounding out their wild cards with okay. Vegas, Denver. And the Chargers. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. And who you, who you got making the playoffs might... from the AFC or making the Super Bowl from the AFC? Who do you think? Okay. That, that's fair. <laughs> who that's do fair. you think? <laughs> What's happening on the uh, the other side? <laughs> uh, NFC Rams number one, Bucks number two, Green Bay number three, Eagles number four. 49ers, number five. I have, this is the hot takes. You ready? First, because this division is so weak, or the conference. I have the Lions sixth. Let's go! I think the Lions go! Lions win 10 games. That's my. I don't remember the exact number, but I'm pretty sure I've reached the Lions getting 12 wins in my my season. (laughs) I, I don't know how it happened. I think I just saw a lot of matchups and was like, yeah, Lions could win that. Done. No problem. But I also have them making the playoffs. That's a spoiler alert for probably next week, I think, when we do the North. I just don't understand how I'm the only smart guy on this podcast. That's what I'm (laughs) Oh, you haven't haven't heard my number seven for the NFC, though. I'm ready. The Baker Mayfield-led Panthers taking number seven. I just want to I just want to pause for a second and say you have the Dallas Cowboys 
missing the playoffs. Yes. Yes, they do. All right. I just wanted to let the audience <laughs> sit with that for a what minute. What if they, you want to talk about a team that has lost a lot of talent. What have they replaced it with? Youth. Uh... Like that team is, is, was the best, one of the best teams in football. And they've just gotten smarter, faster, stronger. So, I, anyway, anyway, okay. Well, I'll make my argument when you can't argue back uh, when we get to the <laughs> NFC, NFC East. But definitely, that's interesting. Definitely a couple of of spicy takes in there for sure. Yeah, uh, but I, but I honestly, don't... I I don't think they're I don't think they're too crazy. I mean, I think I that's I'm yeah. I'm fairly high on Carolina also with Baker over over Darnold, um, yeah. and and I also think as I just mentioned, the Lions are definitely capable of uh, of bringing together some wins and, and sneaking in, into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised with, with either of those two teams that you just mentioned with the lions or the, the, the Panthers. Uh, they're just a lot of question marks for me on both of those teams. The only I NFC yeah. I think I saw you guys wince at was the Ravens at three. Yeah. But then I really started to think about that division. Well, it is weird that you have them owed instead of the Bengals. It's who just were in the super bowl. And so part and of that only is... got better. Yeah. Part of that is probably bias on my part, but the other part of it is, I think... What? You biased? I know, right? No. Somebody has to be on this podcast, okay? Yeah, and it's not the guy in the Falcons hat and jersey or the guy in the Packers hat and jersey. There's no way we're biased at all. No, of course not. You guys are professionals. You just brought me on because I'm a Chiefs fan. Uh, No, but I think also... It's hard... I think the Ravens should be a lot better. Granted, they don't get injured. I think that was a lot of what happened to them last year. And I think they're just a better team when they're healthy. So if they can stay healthy, I think the Ravens can beat out the Bengals. Especially since in this tough of a conference, with how hard it can be to go to the playoffs after you lose the Super Bowl, I think the Ravens get the edge on that one. Hot take. Okay. I don't think Lamar Jackson's that good. So that's uh, we'll get that, there. That's we'll definitely get there. But that, that's <laughs> that's a fair analysis. Uh, I definitely have thoughts on all that, but uh, I'm going to save them for our our North preview. Um, I don't remember what order we're going in. If it'll be, if it'll be North or East next week, but it will be one of those two because South yep. is the last one that we're finishing with. Um, so we've gone long, um, but real quick, Pete, do you have anything to plug? I know you've got a couple of things in the works. Do you have any podcasts or anything to plug? Um, the main thing I got, so complete opposite end of the spectrum of this podcast. Uh, I'm going to be doing, don't know an exact date yet, but we're going to be doing a Dungeons & Dragons D&D podcast. It's called Dunces and Disasters. Uh, I can share links in the discord or wherever yeah, definitely i'm allowed uh for that hopefully it'll be soon we're just getting some schedule stuff together and but we have we have a discord also we have a uh, youtube we have twitch all that stuff so yeah uh hopefully it'll be a lot of fun and it's just going to be a bunch of us yelling at each other and crazy <laughs> voices so and, and rolling <laughs> dice yes yeah. well sounds awesome uh thanks <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. We 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 had fun yelling yeah. at you about uh, your your Chiefs. Um, 
and uh, it's it's all, always a pleasure having you around for sure. So you know, yeah, I always appreciate being here. Just promise if you're going to invite me back, don't only invite me back because of a Chiefs loss. <laughs> That's true. Make it, first first loss of the season. Reason at least, yeah. First loss <laughs> of the season. You're coming on. <laughs> the way I think of it is, this is like the logical passing of the baton from the USL yeah. USFL podcast with the two of you guys yeah. back to the NFL podcast with me and Devin. So this is like the passing off of yeah. the baton. <laughs> Yeah. from uh, of co-hosts and we'll and we'll we'll definitely be back with you uh you know I will, i'll be back with you next season of the usfl or xfl i don't know which one we're going to do next season but spring football in some capacity will be covered by usxfl aaf <laughs> l but uh as always thank thank you everybody for listening and uh, if you're watching us on youtube thanks for hanging out and watching on youtube um we have switched over from YouTube, from Twitch to YouTube. We do still have a Twitch. We're going to be doing some things over there. So go give us a follow uh, at Booth Review, Booth Review Pod. Um, as always, Facebook, Twitter, all that good social stuff. Um, hop into the Discord and, and talk sports with us on a daily basis. Uh, it's a lot yes. of fun. But uh, we appreciate y'all sticking around and coming back for Season 2. And I'm excited to see what happens in 2022 yeah, NFL. Man. So as always, I think... That's that. That's that. Yeah.